You are listening to How Does She Do It, episode 113. Welcome to the ride. Thank you for joining me for another episode of How Does She Do It? My name is Tiffany and I am your host. And through this podcast and my coaching, I help you own your story, live fueled by faith, and elevate your impact in your career and in your calling. If this is your first time listening, welcome. If this is your third, fourth, fifth, sixth, or 113th time listening, welcome back. We are so happy to have you. The show notes for this week's episode will be available at HowDoesSheDoItPodcast.com. And if you are interested in connecting with me on social media, I am at Tiff South, and that's Tiff with two Fs. And you can connect with the show's account at HowDoes underscore SheDoIt. And if you're listening to this show and you have Instagram, take a screenshot of you listening to the show and share a gem that you have gotten from the part of the show that you're listening to and put it in your stories and I'll share it on mine. And And I love getting those from you all. I've been getting from them them from you pretty consistently. So keep on sharing, keep on doing that. And now let's get into this week's Just My Thoughts. Just My Thoughts is the segment of the show where I share reviews, recommendations, or rejections. And this week, I am recommending that you register for the How to Leave Your Good Job for a Fulfilling Career Masterclass that is happening on Thursday, October 3rd at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. If you go to bit.ly slash TIFF class, and that's T-I-F-F class, again, bit.ly slash TIFF class, we are going to talk about what it means to get clear and how to get clear about your desired career direction, some practical ways that you can increase your confidence in what you have to offer, and how to communicate the skills that you have for the opportunities that you want going forward. And I think most significantly, one of the things that I enjoy the most is talking about how to walk in faith while doing these things. So again, if you're interested in making a transition from your current role, but you're not really sure what you need to do first, how you might even want to position yourself or what that thing that you want to do next is, then I recommend that you join us on October 3rd. If you go to bit.ly slash 10 TIFF, then you'll be able to register for the class. And you'll also be able to find a link in the show notes to register. One of the things that I enjoy about hosting masterclasses is that it's not just me. It's a community of like-minded women who are getting to reinforce each other and to reinforce what it means to be on this journey to moving away from doing what we are fine at, doing what has been okay or been we've been successful at for some time and who are ready to take their career in a new direction. And we really do not just high pie in the sky things, but really talk about what are practical things that you can do. You get to answer questions, you get to interact with each other, you get to interact with me. So it's going to be a good time. And again, we are not out here to just do talk about fluff, but we really want to push you to 
think differently about yourself, think differently about your relationship between your faith and your career, and to really get comfortable and confident in what you have to offer based on the experience that you have had to date. So go to bit.ly slash TIFF class. And again, that's TIFF with two Fs to register for the class. And that concludes this week's Just My Thoughts. I have been working with clients for the last few years and have been in the professional environment for way many more years than that. And in talking with people across sectors, across education levels, across experience levels, there are often things that keep people stuck and feeling like they can't make a move towards a new opportunity. And so today I wanted to talk about five myths that are probably keeping you or that may have kept you or you that might try to keep you stuck in your quote unquote good job. And let's just talk about the good job real quickly. The good job is the thing that keeps our bills paid, keeps our lifestyle comfortable, it keeps us kind of coasting and somewhat can, can't, maybe not always, but can risk you becoming complacent. And I want to make a distinction here. Complacency only shows up when you know there's more you should or want to aspire to. If you are content, then you're good to go. If you are happy where you are, if you are not looking to move to another level, if you're not looking to try new things, if you're not looking to achieve a certain next move or next goal, then you're good. But if you know that there's a tension, if you know that where you are right now is not quite the thing that you want, it's not quite the thing that you that you want to stay in and you're uncomfortable in it because sometimes you know you want more, but you're good right now and that's okay. But if you know you're not good right now and you're antsy and you're anxious and you're not at ease with your situation or content in your situation, then you might be dealing with one of these myths and something that is keeping you stuck where you are right now. So again, the good job, it's not the good job is not the problem. It's your discomfort in the good job. And that's the issue that you need to address. Myth number one that is keeping you stuck in your good job is you should be grateful for what you have. And this gratitude principle, I think, is something that probably impacts Christians significantly because we have this idea that well, if I'm not happy, then I must not be grateful for what I have. And in saying that you should just be grateful means that, oh, it doesn't matter that I want more. I should be good with what I have right now because what I have is so good. And I hear you. I feel that because I have been there. That's the struggle that I had 
when I, particularly when I was getting ready to leave my, or making the decision to leave my, my job as an attorney, I was like, you know, there are all these people, all these women, all these black women who want to be here. And I'm thinking about getting ready to give it up. And I struggled with that because I felt like I had to stay and, and truly suffer where I was for the sake of just being grateful. And if you are grateful, but you're unhappy, if you are grateful and miserable, if you are grateful and constantly under stress and threat of disrespect or mistreatment or lack of value or not being valued or not getting the opportunities that you deserve, is your gratitude really worth it? Is your gratitude already undermined by all the other stuff that you're dealing with. So if you're unhappy and if you're not feeling good, are you actually grateful? Because when you're truly existing in a state of gratitude, resentment doesn't come with that. You can legitimately want additional things and still be grateful. So let me say that. You can want more and still be grateful for what what you have. But if you are in a role that is a quote-unquote good job, Your gratitude shouldn't come at a cost to your health, your happiness, your progression, your dignity, your integrity, right? Gratitude should not be the thing that keeps you dealing with that type of stuff in the work context. Now, there are seasons where you will have to push through and remind yourself of the gratitude. There are seasons where things are not going to be great and you still have to remember that I am grateful for what I have right now. I'm not talking about just the like a temporary season, a busy season where you know there are a lot of demands on your time. I'm talking about when you are overall just every day this ain't it chief. Like if that's your disposition, gratitude ain't going to carry you and gratitude shouldn't keep you there because you are now risking so much more for the sake of just trying to suffer well. And there again are seasons where you will have to suffer well. We are called to as Christians, we will constantly have to do and have to suffer well. But there is there are options to move out of that context when you're talking about work. So I just that's the first myth. The second myth is you are not going to find something better. Right? You, there's this idea that the situation that you have right now, the setup that you have right now, there won't be anything better than this. And if you think about that statement and think about your life and think about where you've come from, you already know that that's not true. You already know that there is better. You already know that you have also in other times thought that there was not going to be anything better. And then the thing that came after thing that you have now is now something that you couldn't even imagine that you would have had available to you or had access to. So you cannot stay stuck for fear of reaching the top or receiving the best because what that also does is it undermines the the ability of God to give you so much more. And so we're studying, I'm reading Daniel, and I may have talked about this last week, but when Daniel, excuse me, not Daniel, when Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were brought to the fiery furnace and King Nebuchadnezzar asked them to bow down before this golden statue, and they were like, no, we're not doing that. 
because <laughs> I believe you throw me in the fiery furnace, my God is going to deliver me. But even if he doesn't, my God is still good. And so you, so you believe that you are going to be delivered and you move in that belief, but know that God will still have you, even if the next thing that you go to is not the best that is to come. Move forward in belief that God will give you better, that he will improve your situation, but also know even if something about it is not 100% what you asked for, something about it still requires sacrifice, something about it is not perfect, that God is still God. God still has you and he will still keep you because his love is undying. His love gives us so much. So it's a, it's a matter of belief in who God is and all that he can do and moving in that belief, also knowing that he is still good in any circumstance because of just straight up who he is. Dispel this myth of this idea do not get stuck in this idea that you are not going to find something better. The third myth, other people are dealing with so much. I should just, I should just deal with this. True. Other people are dealing with so much. Other people have dealt with way worse than what we see in 2019. And yet, that doesn't mean you have to suffer just because other people have dealt with or are dealing with worse. Your suffering does not make, does not change their suffering. You're dealing with a boss who is relentless in the way that they micromanage you does not mean that homegirl down the street, her suffering is better because you two are dealing with it together. That does not make you, it doesn't make you noble to suffer just for the sake of saying, well, I know other people are suffering too. That doesn't, that doesn't change anything. And it doesn't, I don't think it puts you in the best position to do your very best and to show up well. In the professional context, there are so many different avenues for success, for growth, for pursuing things that align with your skill set. There are companies and jobs and so many different career paths and so many different options. And in 2019, between technology, the ability to work remotely, the flexibility and so many different things, it is an excuse to say that you're going to stay where you are just because other people are suffering too. Or you know that you have to be an example or a martyr. For So this is, uh, I guess this is an additional additional myth. But when, when I was making my decision to leave big law, I was caught up in this idea that I had to stay for the sake of setting an example for other women that they could do it too. That thought, I can't even tell you the number of times that thought ran through my head that as a black woman, woman at a large law firm in the United States practicing corporate litigation, I had to stay so that a black law student who would come behind me could see that I did it. But the thing is, is that I was doing it. And to stay there for this 
hypothetical woman, right? Who I do know was coming behind me because I've met many of those young women later and, you know, constantly throughout my career. What good would I have been to her as an example if I was sick, if I was stressed, if my hair was falling out, if I started to gain weight, if my relationships were falling apart, if I was not satisfied with who I was at my core as a whole woman, what would how what kind of example would I have set for her to stay for the sake of saying that I stayed? That is not noble. But we have this pressure. We feel like we have to do that in order to be whatever to somebody else. The fact of the matter is, they tell you on airplanes, you have to put your oxygen mask on first before you start trying to assist other passengers. And if you are not good where you are, you're not going to be a good example to somebody else for the sake of you saying you stayed there. Because the fact of the matter is, if you're in that role now, you've been there already. You still can be the example. You still can provide you know, resources and information and an example because you've done it already, but you don't have to endure just for the sake of saying you endured. That ain't it. Fourth myth that might be keeping you stuck in your good job. You need more experience or more credentials or more time or more this or more that. Caveat, if you have been doing what you've been doing for six months, it's probably true that you need more time. <laughs> it's probably true that you don't have enough experience to get to the place that you're, that you're wanting to go or move up in the way that you want to. But if you're listening to this, chances are you have had some substantial experience doing something. And the myth that you need validation and more credentials and more of this or that in the face of evidence that you know you already have that experience, again, I'm not talking about you being stuck because you don't actually have experience. That just means you need more of experience. But if you know you've been doing what you've been doing, if you know that you have been on these projects and done these things and have been legitimately in your field, then this idea that you need more is merely an excuse to stay right where you are. If you know better, if you objectively observe your experience, then you ask yourself, am I actually lacking experience here? Am I actually in need of a certification? And if the answer, and this is again, objectively stepping outside of yourself, observing your own experience as though you were someone positioning yourself for a new opportunity. So let's say, for example, the role that you want requires someone who has managerial experience and you have not managed anyone ever then that's one thing. But if you know that at different times you've managed different people on projects, you've managed contractors, you have experience that you can piece together to give you some of that management experience, now you're in a different position. But you have to be careful to not read into the job description or that opportunity your own uncertainty or your own insecurities related to what experience you do or do not have. If they are asking you for this thing, then you take an objective look at what you've done. And this is one of the things that I do with my strategy session clients, with my 
Women in Elevate Your Career Academy is we we learn to piece together things that seem disconnected or seem like it's not good enough or, oh, no, I've never done this thing as exactly it is written, but you've done something that means you have a transferable skill that implies you can do the thing that they're asking you to do, right? So you have to get out of this idea that you need to see your experience exactly as written inside of a job description in order for you to believe that you have the experience and the expertise needed to do that thing. That's not true. They say that men will apply to jobs with 50% or less of the credentials that is stated in the job description. And women, they sometimes need 70, 80% or more before they feel competent to apply to that job. And that helps to to feed the gap that we see in experience or in in pay and all those kinds of things because women will sell themselves short just because they have not taken a different look and a more creative look. I'm not talking about reading inexperience that doesn't exist. I'm not talking about seeing stuff that ain't real. I'm talking about looking with a more scrutinizing eye and being more strategic about how you understand your experience and being more generous to yourself about the type of experience that you do have, being more honest and more confident and more excited and proud of the work that you have done in such a way that it can that you can position yourself for new opportunities. This is stuff that we do in Elevate Your Career Academy. It's actually one of my favorite things to do is to help people to see one statement and help someone see the the five different things that came out of that one line of experience that they didn't even realize they could use and position for a next opportunity. And the fifth and final myth is you need a sign before you decide it's time to go. I had a conversation with one of my friends last week and I had just listened to this podcast episode that basically was talking about the idea that you don't need to wait on signs if you are operating in God's will. And he talked about, his name is Amos Johnson. He has a podcast called Church for Entrepreneurs. And although it says it's, you know, for for entrepreneurs, most of the stuff that he talks about is just straight up good faith-based life stuff that we all need to hear. But he talked about how if you have God's Holy Spirit in you through belief in Jesus Christ, that means you are really by default, working and trying to live in alignment with God's will. And if you have faith in the God of this universe, then your decisions should be already in line with God's will. That is a lot. And maybe I'll unpack that in in a Bible study or something. But basically, if you know that your desire is to live in alignment with God's will and you do things daily to live and work and treat people and treat yourself in alignment with God's will, then do you need three signs like Gideon needed in order to say, you know what, it's time for me to apply for a new job? And chances are you probably have already gotten several indications that it's time for you to move on. But you want it to look like, you want the sign to look like the thing 
you want it to look like in your mind, but you already know in your spirit that it's just like, yeah, this is not, this is not where I'm supposed to stay. This is not where I'm supposed to be. And that is a matter of you piecing your own actions with the faith that you say you have and putting it together in a way that moves you forward. This myth that you're waiting for a sign, again, objective observation of your own life, self-awareness. What nudges have you already gotten? What indications based on the way you've been treated or not been treated? What cold shoulders have you been dealing with? What lack of promotion opportunities have you been dealing with? What disrespect? What? And I'm saying these things because these are the things that my clients talk to me about. These are the things that my clients have like shared with me about the way that they have been marginalized inside of places that they spend upwards of 40 hours a week sometimes giving their time, their energy. And if you're dealing with stress at work, that means you're probably carrying it with you when you're not there. They don't pay you for that. They don't promote you for that. They don't give you credit for that, for the emotional toll that this stuff takes on you. So, and again, and it might not be that you're in a, in a situation that is, is that emotionally, you know, draining or just really that challenging, psychologically damaging. But even if you're in a position where you just know you're not going to be able to flex the gifts and the strengths and the experience that you have and leverage them in a way that it's going to, to help you grow in your career in the way that you know you should then that's, that's a good enough reason to look for a new opportunity. You don't need some supernatural lightning you know, bolt from the sky to tell you that where you are is probably, not the best oppor- is probably not the best position for you. You know that already. And if you know that already, the question is, what are you going to do about it? If you don't know, that's okay. You can schedule a foundation session with me by going to bit.ly slash the number 10 T-I-F-F. And let's do a quick recap of the myths that we talk about today. The five myths that are keeping you stuck in your quote unquote good job. The first myth, you should just be grateful for what you have. The second myth, you're not going to find anything better. The third myth, other people are dealing with worse and have dealt with worse, so you should just deal with it. The fourth myth, you need more experience, more credentials, more insert your choice of more needs here. And fifth, you need a sign before you decide to leave and move on for another opportunity. Again, I am grateful for you listening to another episode of How She not how she elevates. That's the name of the podcast community. How does she do it? It has been a pleasure as always. If you have not done so already, please feel free to leave a five-star rating and review in the Apple podcast app. I am always grateful for your feedback and your time that you take to share this with others. And to share your thoughts with me, feel free to message me on Instagram. I am at Tiff South. Take a screenshot of the of you listening to the episode, post it to your stories, and I will do the same. I'll post your story to my story. And until next time, be blessed and be a blessing. Peace. <laughs>